listening to episode 72 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lambert. And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Welcome to 2021, the year that we all hope will be better than 2020, but probably won't be. (laughs) The good news is... (laughs) As disciples, our mission doesn't change. And so I hope, if there's no other hope, that that is something that we could all kind of cling to. And so, uh, no, in all seriousness, we're looking forward to 2021. We've been talking about it, planning for it, figuring out what we're going to be doing this year. And uh, I got to say, I'm a little excited. I mean, I don't, I'm not all that optimistic necessarily about what 2021 holds as a for an entire year or anything like that. I don't think we're going to close the book on 2020 and COVID and all that sort of stuff, but at least in, on paper, it'll be different. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, this first podcast of the year, we just want to talk about a, a little bit, right? It's the time to sort of uh, rehash and rehearse what's, what's on our heart, sort of cast vision, all that kind of fun stuff. And so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we want uh, to see from the podcast and then hopefully from just uh, daily growth discipleship uh, as a whole. And, and I think why, maybe why is a good uh, way of saying that, why we do what we do here on the podcast with daily growth discipleship, specifically why we think it's important to create uh, a lifestyle of discipleship. Uh, because, uh, you know, it, it occurs to me, if you study any kind of church history or just read the Bible, which again could be looked at as, as church history, you're reading Paul's letters to the early church, and you're like, hey, I got everything I need, right? It's just in the Bible. I got my Bible. I can pray. I'm good to go. Why do I need to listen to you guys and, you know, listen to all your guests and all that kind of stuff? And that's a, a fair question. Fair question. Absolutely. And so I think that's what we want to answer uh, today a little bit. We're going to take a long time, but uh, I think that's a good place uh, to begin. So let's just jump in. My heart answering that question uh, right away is uh, you got a point. If you don't want to listen to us or you, you think, hey, lifestyle of discipleship, well, why is that? Why do I need five steps to create a lifestyle of discipleship? Can't I just love Jesus and go to church and I'm good to go? Yeah, you can. That that. And, that's perfectly fine. You can do that, and I think you'll be a decent Christian, right? I don't know if you're a disciple, but you're a good Christian, and so <laughs> whatever that means, yeah, whatever that means, right? Um, <laughs> but but my point is, is when you look back over church history and you see all of these disciples learning to live their life in a manner worthy of the gospel. They're striving together with their communities, the body of Christ, to work out their salvation, all these good biblical terms that we need to learn to do. They take place in a particular or specific context in time and culture. And that means the way that they live their life out with each other and with Christ is going to be a little unique for their circumstances and situation. Now, don't hear what I'm saying in, in, in that I know a lot of people probably just a big red flag went up and said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but, but you're you're automatically about to jump on the, you know, the gospel changes and the way you live it out changes. And that's wrong. wrong. The gospel doesn't <laughs> change. However, the way in which we live the gospel out does change because the world changes. For instance, let's just take 2020 as an example, right? We all have to go into lockdown because of COVID-19 and various other activities going on in the world. So 
What does that mean? How, how does the way Martin Luther, for instance, or Paul or anybody else lived out there uh, walk with Christ affect the way you think about your walk today in 2020 or 2021? Say we all have to go back into to lockdown. Well, there's probably something to be gleaned from, but also you're probably not going to be getting the answers you want, right? You can unfurl the 95 theses and read through them all, and I don't think you're going to get struck by any uh, you know, insights of brilliance. So the point is, you're kind of left, we are kind of left to ourselves in 2020, 2021 to figure out how the gospel, the unchangeable mandates and, and, and truth that, that Christ has come to save the world and that he is king affects our lives today. How do we live our lives out? Because our mission doesn't change. We're still meant to, you know, know our identities, practice the basics, walk with others. That's an important step for, you know, living during this time of, of quarantines and things like that. Serve with purpose. How do we go about doing that? And then how can we make other disciples? Okay, those things haven't changed, but we still, the way we have to figure out to go about doing those things has greatly changed. Yeah, that's why I, will, I really love the way uh, Dallas Willard puts it. I mean, we, we both had that great beginning of the year with Dallas Willard. Dallas Willard in 2020, and the way he describes living out the Christian life. I mean, a lot of times we look, we ask, we like to ask this old question from uh, Charles Sheldon's book uh, in his steps. What would Jesus do? Yep. And we can turn that into, well, I need to live like Jesus did in his day. I need to do the things that he did then. I need to, uh, let's even go so far as to yep. say, I need to put on Middle Eastern clothes. I need to eat Middle Eastern food. I need to do all of these things just like Jesus did because, you know, that's that's how I that's how I follow. That's how I'm a disciple of Jesus. And Dallas Willard turns that on his on its head and he says, "No, no, no. To live in, in, by asking the question what would Jesus do is really meant to be asked in such a way if Jesus were to live my life right now, how would Jesus live?" And just out of necessity, because we have things like mobile phones and the internet and cars and all the stuff we take for granted, we live a different life now. And if Jesus were living here right now, he would do things differently. That does not mean he would preach a different gospel. It doesn't mean that he would not minister to people who are hurting, reach out to the to the broken and the, the disenfranchised and all of these people. He would do those things. But the way he would do it would be different because he's living in a different culture at a different time in a different place. And for me, just based on what Chris, you and I were talking about earlier, uh, two words come to mind in describing what we're looking for in 2021. It's practicality and intentionality. Mm, it's good. We're looking not just to talk about discipleship. What we want to do is walk through the practical steps, the how of creating a lifestyle of discipleship. And that can't happen without some intentionality. We have to be very intentional in creating a lifestyle. A lifestyle is not just going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, the only lifestyles that happen naturally are the bad ones. The bad, yeah, exactly. You're, you're not going to accidentally discover you know, what it means to follow Christ like, in your everyday Oh, all of a sudden, I, I just by nature, I eat healthy. I eat all the good stuff. Like, <laughs> That's nobody right. Nobody does that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it takes intentionality. And I mean, it's the same thing. You look at some of these spiritual giants throughout church history, and they're not 
people who have accidentally stumbled onto living a good Christian life or living a lifestyle of discipleship. You read their stories and they've done so intentionally and often with great pain because they've had this struggle, this fight against their flesh that wants to create the bad lifestyles yep. to create these healthy lifestyles. Um, they may have had revelatory moments where sometimes life all of a sudden looked differently. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that their lifestyles were necessarily instantly transformed, and from then on out, it was just daisies and roses, and everything yeah. was great. I mean, as we all know, the head knowledge comes much quicker than the heart much, knowledge, much and uh, it takes it it takes it getting into our heart before it really is translated uh, into our actions. Usually, yeah. Now. That is one of the things that we really want to focus on. I like, you know, practicality this year is how to go about, uh, you know, doing those things. So, because that's a really important point. We do want to ultimately uh, get to that point. Your other point that you made that I really liked is that it's hard, right? This is not going to be an easy journey necessarily. And yet, that is the one of the purposes of the church as we walk with each other and hopefully, uh, you know, why we have been called to do the podcast and to talk to the people we want, because we we don't want to make it any harder. We do want to make it as easy as possible because, you know, trying to figure out the right steps to take shouldn't be the hard part. Taking those steps, they should be the hard part. If I can use a workout analogy, it's like, um, you know, we go to the gym and, uh, you know, we squat, right? So, Figuring out that I what what should I do? Should I do uh, like calf raises or squats or the leg press machine or deadlifts? Like you shouldn't spend all of your time just trying to figure out which exercise to do. You should spend all of your energy actually doing one of those exercises. And so because that's where the benefit is going to come from. Then once you get that bar on your back, that's that should be really tough. It's meant to be tough because there's a lot like <laughs> that's how you're going to be made stronger and for creating a lifestyle of discipleship you know, cutting against that that sin nature and those bad habits that we have ingrained within us is a, not an easy process. And so, you know, we want to be a, a conduit for, uh, you know, disseminating information to say, hey, maybe, maybe we should uh, do that exercise versus this exercise. And that's why we're talking to the guests that we're talking to is because guess what? We don't know all of that information. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that I've really enjoyed talking to people like Adele Calhoun, Chris Hewitt's. AJ Sherrill, because they recognize that it's not just a one-size-fits-all, this is how you do discipleship, follow these three easy steps and you'll be saved. Because if we're observing anything with, with a tool like the Enneagram, we know that people behave and respond differently out of different motivations, out of different histories and experiences. We're just wired differently. Mm-hmm. And sometimes fasting will work great. Other times it will not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it might be wise not to fast for you at a, at a certain point. Absolutely. And understanding those nuances can be a, a struggle. And that's what that's what you're saying, Chris. We want to do here. We want to we want to help kind of lay out this stuff in in front of you in a way that makes sense, where you can understand. Okay, so maybe I could I could try these different types of practices because I'm an Enneagram four, or, and again, not not that we're trying to set a hard and fast rule down, but we're trying to give tools tools yeah that have worked for other people. That's why we talk to other people. That's why we do the research that we do, um, because we want to find out what's worked for other people, 
not so that we can prescribe an exact uh, regimen for you to follow, but so that you can know this tends to work. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're finding to be true. So here's the example or another one. Uh, as you know, Josh, I've been trying to take some of the advice that we've gotten from our pastoral coach and some of the other guests over the last year. And, uh, you know, I've tried to be doing hobbies now. And so I've been back into woodworking lately and watching all the DIY videos on YouTube and all that um, stuff. And that's a lot of fun for me to do. But what I've learned, though, is that there are many, many ways of achieving the same result. If you're going to try to build a chair, for instance, right, what tools are you going to use to cut your lumber down? Okay, well, there's about six different saws that you could use uh, off the bat. Like I was building a workbench, one of my first projects, because you got to you got to build a place so that you can you have know, a place. Build, yeah, have a place to build. Um, well, I didn't have a circular saw that worked. So guess what I was using to cut two by fours? A jigsaw. Now, not the most effective tool for cutting two by four lumber with, okay? A handsaw would have been much, much better. Does it get the job done? It sure does. But is it like the best tool for it? Absolutely not. That's the way I'm coming to see a lot of these spiritual disciplines, though, is it's like, All of these things are just tools in our spiritual development toolbox. And, you know, hearing from people and and learning to follow people who've gone before that have learned to use those tools better than we have makes a world of a difference when it comes to, like, trying to figure out how to use that tool on your own. So, like, fasting, you, you mentioned that, right? There's all kinds of practical questions around fasting that are good to know before you just jump Mm -hmm. into it because, well, that will make you really spiritual. I mean, right? Like (laughs) there's, there's medical things to consider. There, there's like lead up fasting. How do you break your fast properly? All these peripheral questions. What should you do when you fast? Do do you have to take a break from your meal times altogether? Should you be praying? How, how long should you be praying? What if I take a 30 minute lunch? Should I pray for an hour? All those sort of things could be asked. And, uh, you know, rather than just jumping into it blindly, which you could obviously do, uh, would it be nice to like talk to somebody who routinely fasts every single month just to figure out all those little ins and outs that you don't think about? Yeah. But that's what's going to throw you off of your fast once you get into the middle of it. Yeah. I was fasting one time and I just, out of habit, went to the kitchen and made a sandwich and didn't realize that I was breaking my fast until three bites in. I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm not supposed to be doing this right now. <laughs> what Spit could, it out, throw up. <laughs> that's right. I could have done so much better to prepare. Do you just, do you throw your fast out? Do you start over? Like, what do you do in that situation? So anyway, I, I this is a very good uh, opportunity to, to look at our tools and, and to assess and figure out what is going to be the best tool to help me build the lifestyle that I want that's going to be following Jesus in the way that he authentically has created me. And there's something else I want to point out here. Um, If we left it at this, it might sound a little one-sided, like we're the only ones who have to do anything, and it's up to us to figure it out and get it done. There is an aspect of our spiritual development, though, that is in the hands of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, I mean, Hebrews says he is the author and perfecter. He's the one who started the work. He's the one who's going to finish it. And it's tempting to look at spiritual practices and say, okay, if I can just figure this out, then I'm going to be able to make it happen. I'm going to be able to make myself grow. Yeah. To do that, though, ignores the work of the Spirit in your life. And that's one thing that I really want to, at least for myself, be intentional about this year. Because if I focus on just the 
the doing of the spiritual practices, the disciplines by myself. Uh, I can get really caught up in thinking, okay, if I do this and this and this, I've achieved, I've mm-hmm. hit the mark, I've, I've done whatever, and all of a sudden my life is good, or at least then I can claim some kind of superiority over the, the people around me and somehow make myself feel better. On paper, it looks good. Yeah, because you've done all the stuff. You've, you've checked off all the boxes. Who can argue with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do that kind of stuff, and this is what Jesus pegged the Pharisees for, uh, for doing, you do all that kind of stuff, but you don't have the spirit. You're, you're not cooperating with the work of the spirit in your life. Uh, you're, you're doing it in vain. There, there's no, there's no actual growth that that comes. Uh, that's what the spirit intends to do in your life. You may create new habits, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. It's like you're fighting against the way that God has naturally designed things to work it's you in cooperation with him Mm -hmm. uh to grow and there's a certain amount of uh trust that takes because sometimes we are really really anxious to have grown Mm -hmm. uh like i've used the analogy before you you think about the time when you were uh, a young kid and and you just I use the analogy driving. You like, I want to be able to drive a car. I think that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And at like five or six years old, you just, I can't wait. I don't know why I can't drive right now. Like, I know how to do it. You steer the wheel, you push the pedals, and you're good to go. Um, but there is nothing that you can do to make the time from age five to age 15 or 16 go faster. Mm-hmm. You just have to wait 10 years. Yeah. And a lot of times in our lives, and, and we practice spiritual disciplines and do these things, God has his timing in the way that we're going to grow, the way that we're going to learn things. And we have to learn to trust his process in all of this. There are some lessons that we think, oh man, I should have learned that 10 years ago. And you start beating yourself up for it and you get really frustrated and you think you're a lesser Christian. You think everybody else has got this figured out. And really, God's saying, no, there's grace. Trust me. I've got you. Just walk with me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that may mean putting into practice spiritual disciplines that you don't want to practice. They may seem out of place. They may seem pointless at this point in your life. But if you're working with the Spirit, he can take some of those things and do something in your life uh, that will produce growth beyond what you could have imagined in the season. And so... um, when I talk about practicality and intentionality, there's a, I want, I want people to understand that I'm assuming a cooperation with the Holy Spirit yeah. in this process. That's good, Josh. You're preaching to me. I need to hear it. Um, I would like to point out that it is, um, I think what you've just articulated, though, is the essence of what it means to make Jesus our Lord yeah. is that trust process. Because if you don't trust him, he is you have clearly not made him Lord in some area of your life because you're not willing to submit and you not trusting him or you wanting to take control of your life is still the essence of that first sin, which is we want to rule our own lives. And so anyway, just as you said that, that was a very stark, uh, uh, reality that sort of appears there is it's just learning to trust is making him Lord. And so even though you don't understand it, that is the process. And so it's learning to let go of our sinful nature that says, I want to control things. My growth, my progress, whatever should happen on my terms. And instead, let that 
just letting that go and letting him produce the growth because the seed does nothing to 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 produce the growth or i mean the farmer does nothing yeah, to grow the it seed just, it just it just happens that's god and so the same thing is true with us and our discipleship absolutely and so all we do with our spiritual disciplines our tools our habits our techniques is but to make available that space for him to work in our lives that it's that trust process is to say I, you know, personally, like I struggle with fasting since I brought it up. I don't know how fasting actually makes me grow. I get real hungry. I feel like I'm shrinking when I fast, right? And so, mm-hmm. so maybe I need to fast a little bit more often well, for that reason. It's but, funny, wasn't it, Father Albert, who said, "Oh yeah, fasting doesn't work for me." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and there are certain personalities in in, in uh, certain. Uh, times of life where that actually is true. And guess what? It's okay that that's true. Like that was a big thing that I've learned over 2020 is like that, that kind of a mindset is actually okay. If that's not going to work for you right now, for whatever reason, uh, and maybe those reasons need to be debated, right? Like sure, we need to be honest with ourselves um, and listen. If the Holy spirit speaks to us and prompts Mm -hmm. us and says, Hey, Chris, you need to fast here. And I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit, oh, yeah, that you don't understand. It doesn't work for me. That's going to be the, one of those trust areas. Uh, but if like you, Josh, were like, hey, Chris, I think you should fast because I'm fasting and I'm going to get all these benefits. And it's like, well, Josh, I, I don't feel that that's really me right now. But you, that's great for you. I'll support you in whatever endeavor, right? I'll try not to bring in too many uh you know bacon double bacon cheeseburgers or anything like that around you uh you know it's just not Wendy's gonna work has for a new me. breakfast baconator by the way uh, okay we're, we're heading there okay so <laughs> gotta wrap the podcast up now no anyway we like to have fun uh I, I do hope that you guys are getting a sense of this it, it does feel like the more that we've taken this journey of learning what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship you know I kind of expected I guess things to get a lot more uh uh, a lot more for sure. Like we would understand these things and it's like, okay, if A, then do B, if C, then do D. And it's really gotten less. Yeah, I feel like there's just more of a cloud. <laughs> and that's kind of encouraging. It just means that spiritual disciplines and following Christ isn't a science. It's an art form. And honestly, it makes a lot more sense when you think about it like that because God is an artistic God. It's just, he wants to live with us in our lives, authentically going from each moment day to day, uh, and, and each one of those moments are pregnant, they're ripe, they hold opportunities for us to grow in the everyday moments with him. And so uh, we just want to discover how to take advantage and look for those opportunities everywhere we can. It's it's like, I use the word relationship. He's just calling us into relationship with him. Yeah. We we get so caught up, at least in the American church, I think, whether even even though we say we aren't sometimes, I think we still do because it's just part of our culture. We get so caught up in thinking that the Christian life consists of our behavior in that when I do these things, I am a good Christian. Uh, one of our former f- professors, I love the way he, he would answer that question, are you a good Christian? He would say, no, but I'm devout. And... What he was getting at is, I may not be checking all of the boxes, but in a sense, and this is maybe the the scandal of grace, that's okay, because it's not about checking the boxes, it's about following Christ, trusting him, like we were talking about earlier, trusting him, making him Lord, and saying, God, I don't know what it is 
about how you're going to save me. I don't know how you're working in my life necessarily because I'm in the moment and all I see is the, the chaos around me, but I'm going to trust that you're in control of the process and that in the end, you will save me. Mm-hmm. That's a tough thing to do. And, and our first instinct is to say, well, I have to, I have to do something to make sure that this happens. Um, I've got to, I've got to make sure that I, I pray every day so that I'm, I'm all set. I have to make sure that I read my Bible every day so that I'm all set. I have to make sure that I confess every single one of the sins that I've ever committed so that I'm all set. And we can take a lot of responsibility on our own shoulders that, to be quite honest, we was probably meant to, to be left up to, to Christ and what he's done for us. And that's a, that's a tough thing to do. Yeah. Orientation, not location. Yep. So we always want to be oriented uh, towards him. So this is going to be uh, really the theme of what we're going to explore in uh, in this next year, 2021. Um, we are going to be doing, so announcement time, I guess, just a couple little things. Uh, we're going to be doing less podcasts, though. What that, you know, this is what that means. Slightly less. K- kind of, yeah, <laughs> slightly less. And so uh, instead of doing four a month or, you know, basically one every week, we're going to just be producing two each month. And so we're really going to be focusing on trying to make those as highest, the highest quality that we can, make sure that we've got the best guest and that we're covering um, the issues and topics that uh, we feel and, and that you guys have let us know um, are the most important to you. What that also means, though, is that's going to free us up a little bit to focus on a little bit different content as well. And so uh, if you guys have listened, maybe you know that we do have a YouTube channel. And so all of our podcasts have gone over there. Uh, onto the YouTube channel, as well as a few other videos that we've done here and there. Well, we want to do more uh, video content, more interaction um, with you guys, our guests, and to, you know, in the interest of creating a lifestyle of discipleship and helping others do that, we've kind of come to the realization that we need to put our lifestyles uh, on display a little bit more. Now, that's not something either of us takes lightly. In fact, we struggle with it a lot because we don't feel worthy or that we have, you know, that we really should. It, it, you know, like I was telling Josh before we even like, it feels like an exercise in narcissism uh, to do that for us <laughs> hey, to do look that. Hey, I'm doing this. Yeah, exactly. But we, we do strongly believe that we, we, we've been called to do this. We need to step out in faith and, and to at least do this for a time being and, and to help again, demonstrate what this means. The ups and the downs. The fact that if we want to try to uh, do some fasting or something like that in this year, that will certainly be part of what we do. It need, I, I would like to show you guys that this is not all you know, rainbows and unicorns and that this thing is challenging. You fall off the wagon. It's tough. Uh, like, so what are the things that we can do, uh, to make it easier? Or what do we do when we're struggling and what do we turn to? So those kinds of things. Um, so anyway, all that to say, we're going to be doing a lot more videos on, uh, the YouTube channel as well. So to balance that out, we're going to be podcasting a little less often. Um, but we're still going to be here, um, you know, talking to, guests and figuring this thing out because we love podcasting we're podcasters at heart and so um but so all that to say uh if you're not subscribed to the youtube channel head on over to youtube daily growth discipleship subscribe get connected with us over there so you don't miss anything of course social media we'll be posting everything on social media and uh facebook maybe parlor who knows everybody's going <laughs> it there depends on so. who, <laughs> what facebook ends up doing with us exactly or YouTube ends up doing with i mean who knows that's right so um no matter what 
To stay connected with everything that we've got going on, the best thing to do is to go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and uh, subscribe to our email listing. Now, everybody says that they won't spam you. Nobody probably means it as much as we mean it. Okay, we don't. We will literally do the opposite of spamming you. You, you might wonder might where we're get, at. You might get one a week. Yeah, that's what we do. We, right now, we do one a week, and we just let you know what the latest podcast episode is. And uh, but if you do want to stay connected with us and make sure you don't miss any content, um, go over there, get connected with us, and uh, we will be sending you special extra little goodies and things like that, and some emails. We promise we won't spam you though. Well, thanks so much, guys, for listening to this episode, the first of 2021. We are so excited to be sharing our practical and intentional journey of spiritual growth and development by creating a lifestyle of discipleship with you guys this year. And uh, it's exciting, not because 2021 is going to not be 2020, but because it's another opportunity to follow the work of God in our lives and to share that journey together. And we look forward to doing that with you. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. If you like what you've heard this week, be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast player you use. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.